0: Hey, this is Dave, and recently I sat down with Steve and Rebecca Grant, and they just came off of Breakthrough 24, and so we sat down and talked about Breakthrough 24, but actually it became a conversation more about their life and how they make decisions and how they live their lives, and it was just a powerful uh, conversation filled with uh, wonderful moments. i am so inspired by their life and how they live their life, how they live it intentionally and on mission, And I know as you listen to uh, this conversation, you're going to be really blessed and you're going to be encouraged in many ways. You're going to be challenged. And so I just encourage you to listen to the whole thing all the way to the end and be inspired and challenged by Steve and Rebecca Grant's life. So you guys wrapped up Breakthrough 24. I want to hear what led to uh, you guys organizing, planning, uh, being moved to do Breakthrough 24. So take me back months whatever like talk to me about that uh, process how did when did the lord speak to your heart to do breakthrough 24 I'll start <laughs> with you
1: <laughs> So um and I think this is actually really amazing for our community um and and especially because we actually we were vulnerable in our sharing um so every yes, every yes leads to more yeses. So I think it started with the yes to, um, to go to Mozambique. And, um, when we said yes to that, knowing in my spirit that that really needed to happen, um, the timing for our own children, the timing for, um, figure who was going with us, but then we had, and we shared openly with the community, um, that, that we didn't have the finances to do that, and and when they sat down with us and said, "Hey, listen, th- the finances are due next week, like seven days from now." The finances, in addition, the passports—they all need to be ready, completed, like wrapped up. And we were like, "Okay," like we didn't have one passport, and we didn't have fourteen thousand dollars. We didn't have it, and um. And I remember standing in front of the community, like, Hey, um, I said a really big yes. (laughs) And in two days we need to have $14,000 and we don't have it. And in the, the, there was, that was a big, this, this moment in our marriage where like, um, we have a, like, we pray about everything. Um, but there was some tension and, um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we really were seeking the Lord. And, um, that next day on Tuesday, uh, all $14,000 was, was spoken for and the passport was in hand. So two days after it, we were in church saying, we don't have this, we had it. And, um, and it was all glory to God. It It literally was all glory to God. And that actually is speaking to me right now. Um, so there was such a, like a fullness in my spirit about how God provided and how miraculously he provided. And even like we had been vulnerable, like it's not easy to be vulnerable and, and we had been vulnerable. And, and so I went to moms in prayer that, that Friday, that week. Okay. So the Lord provided that week, like this is fresh. And I go to moms in prayer and if you've had any relationship with moms in prayer moms in prayer is an incredible ministry but it's very formal and so you go in and you pray and there's not a lot of discussion well i was so full of the the gratitude of the holy spirit for providing i went in sat down there was only three other moms in there and i'm like I just have to share this. This is what God did. And I recounted this story. And as I'm recounting the story of how God provided so miraculously, um, there's the the lady next to me who I actually didn't know her. I didn't know her name. The lady next to me is literally weeping. And as she's weeping, um, the Lord said to me, notice that. And so I did. And then in Moms in Prayer, you get partnered up with someone. So she actually ended up being my partner and her name is Kathy and we start praying. And in Moms in Prayer, you pray a verse over your child and then you pray spontaneously for your child. And then the person you've partnered with prays that same verse and then prays spontaneously, kind of being guided by how you've shared mm-hmm. through your own prayer. Um, so you're not discussing, you're praying. And as she's praying for my child, she is weeping. And I'm like, I'm not weeping for my child, <laughs> like this is special. And, um, after we, we pray, I, I just look at her and like, like this has been s- such an incredible gift to pray with you. And I'm like, I'm like, you have a gift. And she just starts weeping. And she's like, what is it for? And I said, I don't know, but let's ask the Lord. So, um, I, we asked the Lord, I ju- we just pray and ask the Lord, like, what is this gift for? And the Lord said very clearly, she feels what I feel. She has the gift of intercession for the acceleration of the advancement of the kingdom of God. And I'm like, like wow, <laughs> like that was a word. And I'm like, that's what the Lord is saying. And she is just weeping. She goes, well, what am I supposed to do? And I said, I don't know, but let's ask the Lord. So we asked the Lord and and I just got a clear sense. Like you, she needs to talk to her pastor. Like she needs to use this. And maybe she, I didn't have the, I didn't hear she needs to talk to her pastor, but she like, she needs to use this gift to, for her community. I'm like, where do you go to church? And she shared where she went to church. I'm like, well, then you need to like go and offer, like, like to serve in this area. And uh, like, you need to like speak to the pastor or something, but you have a gift. You need to use this. And she, she said, well, will you go with me? And I said, well, absolutely. And the Lord had actually kind of said to my spirit, like you need to go with her. So as you know, we kind of started um, meeting and um, like, well, actually we didn't meet that much, but we would kind of share texts. And then we met and walked and prayed. And I shared with her, there's this video, it's called transformation. I think I shared it with you, but it's this transformation video. And it Recounts the stories of four cities that basically were in desperate need of the Lord, and they began to seek the Lord through fasting and prayer, and, and like they were completely and utterly changed. I mean, it's a city in um, Africa near um, in Kenya, a city in Guatemala, a city in um, Colombia. Cali, Columbia, Columbia, and then California. Mm -hmm. And so those four cities, like it was fasting and prayer. And the, the transformation went from like violence to fruitfulness and abundance and, um, desperation to like peace and safety. And so I shared that with her. And then the other thing I shared with her was, um, David's tent and how we had been, Steve and I have been to, um, to Washington, DC and on the mall, which is that, that national mall, which is a park. And it's um, it's, there's this tent and it's called Davis tent and it's 24 hours, seven days a week, prayer and worship and, and preaching. Um, and it's been going on for eight years. And I shared that with her. I think we walked, prayed. And then later she texted me. She's like, we've got to do that. We've got to do a a 24, like a a prayer gathering like that. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Meanwhile, we go, I, we go to Africa, um, come back, we met with her church and I really believe it was of the Lord that her church really didn't get on board. And I say that because I believe that breakthrough 24 wasn't supposed to be in a church. I believe that, um, the Lord was very intentional She started then researching, like, where could we host an event? And she searched every venue, every, everywhere. And there was one venue and there was one weekend and that it was available. And it was November four and five at the Holland civic center. And when that kind of, and then, um, when it came down, uh, they weren't going to allow us to do 24 hours. And there was an ordinance that would per, would say no you can't go 24 hours and um we met and walked and prayed and the next day they said oh yeah you can do it and they they gave us the space for the 24 hours and so um that's how that's the long version of so, how
0: so Steve you know in the the middle of this Rebecca's saying yes to things and I want to get into that yes later in this conversation, because I think it's very interesting how you guys say yes. Um, and I want to understand that a little bit more, but you hear Rebecca say, okay, you know, we have, we're going to to Africa and we don't have the a passport and funds or, and, or we're going to do breakthrough 24, like these big things. How do you respond? Um, Cause she says yes. And then you're like, okay, and you're a logical guy, and not to say that you're not, Rebecca, you are, And but there's, you just approach things differently, so how did you respond?
2: I, was, um, I think for being married for 20 years, and knowing, knowing her heart, and knowing how she listens to the Lord, it's like, if she says she's hearing something from the Lord, or something like that, and I say no, it's like, do I really want to say no to the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Something yep. dangerous, like biblically dangerous. So, um, I, I usually don't say no. I, I think in my head, I'm like, it's going to work out or it's not going to work out and it'll be fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so sure. if it's going to shut down, I'm not going to shut it down. I'll let, I'll let it shut itself down. And there's plenty of opportunities. Like, um, so we were traveling or she was traveling with someone in Africa and we're saying, well, we need to raise the money and it was new that you had to have it that quick so the other people were traveling with us says, well what's your plan b and i'm like there's no plan b we
1: don't have a plan b <laughs> not,
2: it's just all a
0: because
2: <laughs> because they would have to fully commit put all their money in and then if we didn't then it was you know so it was um so so that's kind of the, the answer it's um i don't say no like if it's if it's not going to be it won't be but it's not going to be me stopping sure, it sure So. So she says, we're going to Africa again. I'm like, all right, going to do. So when she first said, you know, the breakthrough 24, 24 hours, we like have fun with that.
1: <laughs> well, and I have to say like, okay. So when it came to going to Africa, uh-huh. I don't think I said, we're going to Africa. I said, I, you know, we would, we would pray about it. We'd be like, okay. I really sense that we need to take will before he goes into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that, and, and we actually, we prayed about it a long, long time, but there was just some things that maybe got in the way of our logistics. So um, it's, it's, I don't usually just spring something on him. And it, the interesting thing was um, like with breakthrough 24, it wasn't my idea. Um, mm-hmm. It was Kathy's. It really came from Kathy. and, And the interesting thing is like, Steve is an Enneagram one. I, uh, Kathy is an Enneagram one. Um, I'm a seven. So I'm, I'm the enthusiast, you know? And so I I can kind of get behind um, people's things, but uh, I I really believe that the, that was the Lord's idea.
2: So, I mean, that's the short answer is if, yeah the Lord's saying something and she's hearing it. I'm not going to get in the way of that. That's a dangerous place to be. So I want to get, I'll get back to breakthrough 24. Um,
0: but let's talk about your yes. Like you guys say, yes, you know, you'll say yes to going to Africa. Yes. To breakthrough 24. Yes. To going to Colorado on uh, you know, within 24 hours. Yeah. Um, how, how has that been developed over the years? How did you get, how have you guys gotten to that place of, Hey, we're going to say yes. And then a yes leads to another. Yes. Um, what is the motivation, uh, behind that? Um, how have you guys developed that type of life philosophy, if you will, of just like, Hey, we're going to say yes. Um, because I think like in talking to you and knowing you guys, like not everybody does it that way. Um, there might be, and this is not wrong, but there's others that, that have to come up with the plan first. How are we going to do this? But you guys say yes and then step into it, see what happens. How did this develop in your family and in
2: your marriage? Yeah, I um would think I'm thinking of a couple things off the top of my head. So then you can think a minute. But um, seeing time and time again this how God works in the spontaneous and how and it's really how we want to live. And that's and and that's developed. It hasn't been, I mean. <laughs> you're i get into some pretty uncomfortable places for me when it's not ordered you know when there's not like a plan when it's when it's not all laid out and then then you say yes yeah, so it gets uncomfortable and then i think over time it's like that's probably where god wants me to be mm-hmm. is an uncomfortable place you know fully dependent on him so so i've gotten used to that to being uncomfortable and um almost embracing it i think a bit um and then we've learned um through a lot of reading and, you know, mentors in our life and learning from people. um, It's like if we're both listening to the, you know, so, so when it comes to a giving opportunity, you know, our rule is whoever has the biggest number wins. (laughs) Wow. So we might, that's awesome. Thumbs up in it. And we've learned that from somebody that we read about and we respect them. It's like, man, that worked in their life. And, and if we are serving a God as big as we think is, or even bigger. Um, there's nothing impossible. yeah. And, and I think that gets kind of exciting when you say yes, and just see what he does and, um, it gets uncomfortable for us, but it gets exciting to then see. So it's been, it's been, I think, time and time again, you know, it's been some of our travels where we just would like quickly say there's an invitation. And that's what we pray for a lot of invitations. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the Colorado trip, right. It was, I felt a nudge and it just didn't work out. Then there's the invitation and it was like, okay, that's.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we're pretty, let say yes to invitations. That is so interesting. I've never heard that before.
0: Um, and that's just a blessing to me is like, pray for invitations. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when it, when it comes, when those invitations comes, you're like, all right, Lord, you provided an invitation. We know what the answer is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of came from um, just, the understanding that life is God's party, and and He's the one that provides the invitation. He provides the food, the clothes, the drink. Um, we are we are the ones that get to. We're the only ones that have the the opportunity to choose to give Him glory. Like our glory is that that we give to the Lord is the only variable because He has everything He that we need. We know that He provides everything. So, you know, when it comes to like, why do we work? Um, He said that he will provide the food, the clothes, the drink. Um, So we're not necessarily working to provide for ourselves. We are working to bring him glory. And we've been, um, you know, we've been really intentional to create life, you know, a lifestyle that can, can create, can allow that type of flexibility. Um, Praying praying, Lord, life is your party. Send us the invitation. That is probably what um, led us to go to Africa, go to, um, to live in Africa, to live in Hungary, to live in in Mexico. Um, So I would say that would be a a big thing that, that has probably formed a lot of our decisions. Um,
2: I was thinking of our adoption experience. And when you're saying the food, the club, the drink, we had through a few circumstances, all of a sudden we had to make a decision and we knew it was, you know, it was $35,000 decision. And we're taking a walk and about this time, Rebecca had come up with this, this thing. Like when you're a child and you sit down for breakfast, you don't say, "Whoa, wait a minute, where's lunch and dinner. I want to see it all. Right. It's like, no, you just, Here's all you need right now is breakfast. You don't even think as a child, right? You don't even think well, is lunch and dinner. I mean, maybe you're in a bad circumstance and you're a bit worried about it, but like our kids are like, cool breakfast. Let's get the day going. So we have to make this decision. And um, so we take a walk and we're praying about it. And we, um, we owed a certain amount of money and somebody given us a check for almost that exact amount of money. And that thought process was like in this moment, we have what we need to say yes. And the rest is in the future. So, you know, we don't to live in the future is full of anxiety and worry. So we don't spend time there. Um, and that's hard. It's not it takes takes practice and discipline to to do that because we have worry and anxiety, right? But to know to then remind yourself, well, that's that's where the Lord is, that's what He's got, He's got, but for right now. Um, we have what we need, so say yes. But that was just another, uh, maybe a bigger example of like a journey that we went on.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I I love all of these stories because it's a a lifestyle of saying yes. Um, do you remember the first time you said yes to something and you're like, whoa, like the first time you, you tried it, do you remember what the situation was? I asked her if she could marry me. (laughs) so how was that for you she, <laughs> that was was praying for, for, she was praying for an invita- invitation
1: I mean and and that that's a long story and that is actually like yeah it was by faith like it was by faith and um that I that I said yes um but that's probably a story we
0: we don't, don't know to, okay so but it, but it started you know with you guys um was Steve asking you to marry him and then that's what I like, you know, it's not all of a sudden breakthrough 24 and I'm going to say yes and, and do this thing. Like the first time, like, boom, I'm just going to try something. It's a lifestyle of saying yes. It's a lifestyle of living your lives for the glory of God. And I, I love how you said that.
2: The first year of our marriage. um, So you were married December and basically in January, right. We were invited to go to South Africa for the year. Mm-hmm. And we said, yes. Mm-hmm. And that was. Probably that's the first big thing. I remember us saying yes to together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was.
1: That was very formative.
2: mm -hmm. That was literally we were married in December and then in January, we attended an event and there was an opportunity and. We said yes. And then that was um, September, which happened to be. September 11, when it all started, we traveled two weeks after that. And that was the first big one I remember. Yeah.
1: I would say if they, every yes has been built upon, you know, and there's levels of effectiveness and we've grown, we've matured. Um, I think something that has happened in, and this would be something uh, we have, we've increased our ability to live uncomfortable. Like, um, I mean, so you see us and we have a great relationship. Um, but we live very uncomfortable. Like, so that's comfort isn't probably a value that we've held on to. Um, and every yes has been like, it's not like we're saying yes, because the finances are there or like, right. I mean, yep. like, and, and yet God's faithfulness. And I, I will say this, um, of 12, 11, 12 years ago, when we were going to move back from Mexico, somebody gave me the book, um, a thousand gifts by Ann Voskamp. And from that time, I've been, I've been counting my gifts every day. And, um, and the challenge in the book is to, um, to look for a thousand blessings or, but blessings, they may be blessings in disguise. They may be, they may be, it doesn't just necessarily mean a good thing, but how you're looking at what God's doing in the midst of your life. And, um, so now I'm, I've been doing it for all these years and I have over 25,000 gifts that I've, I've recorded and I've, I've been really intentional to not restart the number. When I get a new notebook, I don't restart the number because I have a history of God's provision. And so, um, with that provision, um, like well, if he has provided, he will provide, so even like with breakthrough twenty four I mean that we we put that on with no budget, and it cost about ten thousand dollars and um and we didn't charge and and the Lord provided, you know, so um, he's faithful, it really comes back to um confidence is is a dependency on God's goodness and his ability. And, and if you can always keep in mind his goodness, that God is good and God is able, you will remain in that place of confidence. And so um, I think, you know, you can say yes, because of the confidence in in God, God's goodness and his ability.
0: Yeah. You're, you're confident in his, is uh, in God because you've seen him provide over and over again. And because he provided in the past, you're like, oh, he's, he's going to provide for Breakthrough 24. We're just going to you know, have an opportunity to see how he's going to do that. You know, you know, he's going to come through, but it's like, all right, you know, what, what's that going to look like? So you, you talk about 20 over 25,000 gifts and blessings that you've seen reflecting on Breakthrough 24 to get back to, to that. What gifts, blessings did you see at, um, maybe even a little bit before Breakthrough 24, but uh, around the 24 hours of prayer? as well. Um, how did you see God, uh, move and how did you see God at work?
2: Well, um, I think there's many things. And as you're asking that question, I'm just thinking, um, there was, uh, a lady there in a headscarf and, you know, probably of, um, Christian, but of a Muslim Background. background and, she um i don't, I've never met her but somebody said she's here because she knows that god's going to show up and she doesn't want to miss it mm-hmm. and that caught me because it's like and that's kind of part of what's almost behind us you want to say yes because you don't want to miss what mm-hmm. god has in your life right mm-hmm. so so i so i know this about her right and i and i came home and slept for four hours and i got back there i'm watching you know she's there she doesn't want to miss She's like he's gonna show up and i don't want to miss it and um we, um, when did, when was Hani there in the early afternoon or mid-afternoon?
1: Uh, yeah, I think it, at two.
2: So at two, Rebecca was just like on Facebook, find out kinds of people. So she found this Egyptian guy and his South African wife and they were pretty dynamic. And so his name is Hani and he's sharing. And then he um, says, I need to sing that chorus in Arabic. Hmm. And when that happened, this this girl she just was like she was just lit up yeah and it's almost like was that the connection that she was waiting to see was the um mm-hmm. she was like passionate you know Muslim background believer all of a sudden there's somebody else singing in Arabic hey okay. and I'm watching her I'm just excited for her mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um but that was because uh, um, I knew that about her like she's waiting for something and she's not leaving till till God mm-hmm. shows up here I'm just yeah. wondering was that was that what she needed
0: Mm
2: -hmm. to see was that did god you know use rebecca to find this guy and they were new in the country
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and they were excited to be there and then they sing a chorus that is that just like one of those little things that's gonna like carry forward Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah that was i think there's lots of little things like that but that was something that when you asked that, that wow
1: i was really moved by um like God's provision for all those people to, um, to step in. And it was so different than we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, it was very, very organic. Um, and I think another thing was, um, after the event, several prayer leaders just started messaging us. Like, I didn't realize how much I needed this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and there was, there was this level of like, we need the Lord and we didn't recognize that how much we needed the Lord. And, and I think as people have been kind of reflecting this week, um, you know, I was kind of unaware of who was there and who wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And, and there was, you know, in that, that those first early hours, there's, you know, we filled up a lot of chairs. Um, and then it, then it got really lean in the middle of the night and, and then it, you know, it came kind of developed, but I, I, people came and went and I didn't even know. And, and the God's ministry that happened in their hearts, um, somebody said that they were set free from the shame of having two abortions. Um, and you know, like that wasn't like, like, so God was, God was like doing this thing. And that wasn't like. We didn't say, Hey, and let's make sure that we get to minister to people who have had abortion. Like that wasn't our intention, but that was God's intention. And I think that was kind of, even as we were like, okay, we really want to, we want this to be a non-political thing, but we want to affect, we want to get to the root of what's going on in our society. We want, we want to give the opportunity in the spiritual realm for people to return to the Lord, to like set the context of, of, the culture for revival and I believe, you know, through the prayers, the declarations of the word of God, even, I don't know if you remember, but we, um, we stood out, um, uh, everybody kind of went and like placed their hands in the direction of Holland, like of the city center mm-hmm. and, and, and just decreed and declared. And I believe that those declarations are at work right now. Like I believe God yeah. is doing that work and, um, and that he's, he's ushering in revival. So
0: mm-hmm. What I love is that you guys um what you said you you're like we did not create we we didn't have an agenda to say okay people are going to be delivered from the the shame of of a choice that they made in the past you know but you created space for for God to you know like all right we're going to create space for God to move and whatever he wants to do you know he's going to do and i i think too often we come in with like oh we want to we want this this and this to happen and it's like uh, that that could be on God's heart. That might not be on God's heart. What if we just give Him space and and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to work, um, and move in people's lives? And
2: it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was. Um, there are some, you know, basically we said, hey, we need twenty-four prayer leaders. We need twenty-four worshipers. We're going to somehow get people to sign up, and then somehow they're going to talk to each other and coordinate. And it's going <laughs> to really be pretty awesome, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. We, you know, we sent a few emails. Like, you guys are talking. We kind of want this, but there's some room for freedom. And there was some really beautiful hours about how that really came together. Yeah. And, mixed. and then I just keep thinking. And I'm thinking those morning, those midnight. You know, those morning hours are gonna be hard. Like, who's gonna want to do that? And all of a sudden, I'm thinking I'm gonna be standing up there leading prayer for I don't know <laughs> how long. And we were talking to um Matt and Kevin and Dwight, and they said. 3 a.m. We mm-hmm. got it. And that set an anchor like right at 3 a.m. And then it filled in right around that. And the heart the the last hours to fill were Saturday morning. Yeah. But I was just amazed at how people just, you know, Dan said, I want, I'm kicking this thing off. We're gonna have a shofar there. And people just started to come around it and say, I want I am in. This is how I this is what I see. And uh it was really um it was really pretty, pretty neat. The um people that came up to us there were there's a lot that said this is what's needed mm-hmm. We've seen this other parts of the country but not here um whatever you're doing we're in you know let us know what's next and um and that was kind of exciting just to see i think from all you know there's hundreds of people that helped and sure. how they're and then we we needed prayer like let's put a cross in the corner get some people to sign up and just be there and people come with cool. me you, you could just kind of turn we need greeters and people yeah. say Well, smile and say hi and point them, you know, and Mm -hmm. just a lot of people are just really, you know, willing just to jump in and and fill. Well, I love like you guys
0: trusted the Lord uh, to be at work inside of those people. If they signed up, okay, the Lord's going to give them a a word and not to micromanage it, but just to say, all right, go. And I know there were a number of good connections uh, that were made. Um, I was talking to the team that led at midnight and they had never met Donna, the prayer leader. And, uh, they met right before in the lobby, talked through some things and they were like, wow, she's just a wonderful woman, a wonderful woman of the Lord and just loves the Lord and prayer. And, you know, so just those connections. And then Matt talked to him and he's like, yeah, there were, you know, a handful of people there at three o'clock in the morning, but it's not about the number of people. It's about the Lord. And he's like, just the the gift of being able to minister to the Lord in those early hours. That's what it's all about.
2: So Rebecca would say, we're, it's an audience of one. So. Oh, Totally. Totally. Yeah totally so you you talked about what's next
0: you know people asking you that question you know any thoughts you know because it's it was such a beautiful display of unity in the body of Christ mm. and it is so needed and i think of jesus saying my house will be a house of prayer and i think we can get away from that and and be like oh we got to do this this and this and this but just to be a house of prayer and to call people to prayer uh, in this area and desire for revival in this area so any thoughts about what's next
2: there are thoughts
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and we've kind of deliberately not tried to say this, this is next. Cause I think it's going to start with some kind of gathering and just praying about it. Yeah. Just in probably less amount of time, more periodic, just starting to pray and see who invite the people who are interested just to gather around that and then to see what, what comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've, this was probably a couple of years ago to, to Dwight. I said, Dwight, I think there needs to be a weekly worship event that just moves around. You know, it's a different, and he would say, well, that's kind of a big deal. It's like, yeah, but there are, you know, hundreds of churches, so many musicians, so many people are interested. Um, and I wonder if there's, if it's something like that, that just, it's like, just kind of, builds up it's more more regular and periodic, maybe so so we haven't said yet, um, although did Donna say Donna Kathy say 12 days next or 10 days next year? <laughs> Ten days. <laughs> um and then I think of like like Rebecca said David's tent, they do it eight years, 365, 7 yeah. And there's just people who are you mm-hmm. know just all in. So the only next thing that I think is just starting to pull people and just say, let's just pray about it. And mm-hmm. Just see. Where it
1: was uh, I, what comes to mind right now is that, you know, that, um, there's a story that says in, uh, North Carolina, I don't know how many years ago, but, um, it was like 85 years ago in North Carolina, there was a prayer gathering that, um, was on a, a dairy farm, The dairy farm hosted it. And they were just seeking the Lord and asking the Lord to um to bring revival and um the parents of that dairy farm the the owners of that dairy farm were the parents of Billy Graham and um it was the it was that the heart of the prayer actually led to the fruitfulness and the answer to come from from right there and so i think as we as we cry out i mean we are desperate um We like, we are, we are so desperate and, and the children of this generation are desperate. Like they don't know why they're alive and nobody's telling them. And the confusion is rampant and the, the, the darkness that the enemy is keeping people in because of the absence of the light of the word of God, um, we have to be meeting together and praying, asking that the light of Christ spread in. And, you know, as, as I'm in the public school, it is, it is the kids hope mentors that show up that are the light. Like it's, it's, it's the Christians that say, I'm going to, I'm going to go into the public spaces that bring the light that that's, that's the change agent. And so it's, you know, I see, um, we need to pray. We need to seek the Lord. We need, like, we need to do, we probably need to do this a lot more. Um, We need to pursue God for revival. Um, And, and the Lord is waiting. Um, I think he's waiting on us to, to seek him with, you know, to show him that he is our one desire. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. Jose, who shared for one hour, Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. probably about 10 years ago, we were um, talking with him and he said, Hey, where I've been in the past, it was Tennessee. You know, we, if you want to see things move, you need to pray. So how about a prayer meeting Friday nights for about three hours? I'm like, let's Shark tank and yeah. pizza yeah. for three hours. Yeah. I mean, so this has been a journey, I think in our lives, like it's. Um, Cause then it was like, well, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we never did it. And okay. it's like, and it's just and the Lord's patient knows what he wants of us, and um he's patient he's persistent he's going to keep
0: uh tugging at our hearts, you know, but I really think there is this um call that that people are hearing to pray and to really hunger and thirst for the lord. I, I remember hearing a story about uh believers um in, in the east, and uh, there was somebody who went there on a trip and they woke up at four o'clock in the morning, and these people were like there was this loud noise. And he's like, who like rented out the stadium next to my hotel for a soccer match or for some sort of, you know, athletic contest at four o'clock in the morning. And he went down to the hotel lobby and asked him what was going on. And, and their response was like, oh, that's not an athletic contest. That's believers coming together to cry out to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, like we are, are so far from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, Lord, increase my hunger, increase my desire, increase that amongst the believers here in, in West Michigan and in our country and around the world uh, because we have to have hung, yeah, we, we have to be hungry, not just for revival, for revival's sake, but for the Lord, for the one that revival points to and ultimately for Jesus. And um, you know, I love to see the, the, you know, this start to happen and who knows, who knows like um, heard stories of people praying for years. And then all of a sudden their kids see revival, you know, the stories that, that, that you just shared. Um, so, yeah. So, what is, you know, I, I guess my question is like um, just to simply like, what is your prayer? What is your desire for this area?
2: Um, where do we hear that to wake the sleeping giant?
1: Oh, Billy Graham said that West Michigan was the sleeping giant. Um, I think that. I mean, it's interesting. We've lived all over. We've lived all over. Like I lived in Vermont and, and, um, you know, Hungary, Mexico, South Africa, there's something about West Michigan. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's something and you feel it. Like, even when we come back from a trip to Africa, like you feel this coming back and there's almost this slowing down of your some, and I don't know what it is, but I think in the, in the spiritual realm, um, like I, I, w- I would pray for a quickening, a quickening in our spirits, a, 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 a wake up, a, uh, refreshing. It says in acts 319, repent and return that your sins may be wiped away in order that a season of refreshment may come from the presence of the Lord. Like I would pray for refreshment. Um, And, you know, I I was really saddened by the results of the election, especially when it comes to the sanctity of life. Um, But in my spirit, I know that um, it's only, it's only a, it's only evidence of our need. It's like, oh, that's where we really are. Mm -hmm. Um, We need Jesus. We need the mind of Christ because the mind of Christ would is very different than how we're voting. The mind of Christ is very different than how we're living um, our lives in morality. And so I I would just, I would just like, oh, we just need Jesus. Like yeah. the heart of Jesus isn't to restrict us, it's to bless us and flourish sure. us. So if you think that death is a solution,
0: yeah,
1: you don't it, think you get it. Yeah. Death is never the solution.
0: Agreed. Agreed. We need more people to have the mind of Christ. And to have that, we need to be sharing the gospel of Christ with people and, and be begging the Holy spirit to transform their hearts and to open their eyes, you know? And And that's, yeah.
1: Mind of Christ is going to like, we're going to look different. Yeah. Like we're not going to look like the world when we have the mind of Christ, like you like it's, it's clarity and peace. So the mind of Christ is clarity, peace. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. If if you're confused, then it's not because of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, right. And that we need a whole lot more of putting to death our flesh, breaking agreement with the spirit of Antichrist that says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh. That's a lie. He came. Mm-hmm. He's coming. He's with us now. Yeah. He is present with us. We need to stop living like he's not. He's got our back. That's how you can say yes, because he has our back. We all act so anxious all the time, like he's not there for us. Well, that is hypocrisy, because he is here for us. So,
2: so you even mentioned the, the theme verse, <laughs> 2 <Saint> Chronicles <laughs> 14, right? Which says, if my people who are called by my name will humble, them, humble themselves, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then mm-hmm. I will
1: hear from heaven,
2: hear from heaven, heal, heal forgive, them. forgive their sins, forgive their sins. So it's, like the, it's like the if then, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. part of it. Uh, Kathy, who helped, um, what was you know, with it Rebecca, was this training. was her brainchild. up, <laughs> she she woke up one night with Second Kings seven fourteen. So Second Chronicles seven fourteen, Second Kings seven fourteen, which is the story where the four lepers, this this town is under siege by the Armenians. Maybe these four leopards are about to die. They're like, what do we have to lose? Let's just go to the camp and. And when they went there, the Lord had come, had scared them away, and there was abundance. So it was like, tomorrow at this time, food will be so cheap. And like it was not even in the people's concept um, that that could even happen. And it did. And so the heart of those four lepers, let's just go see what the Lord, how how bad could it be? And I think that's um, almost like what those lepers thought was like, let's just go see what the Lord will do. Go Mm -hmm. and see. So that was really interesting to see the corollary between second Chronicles 714 yeah. is King 714 and, um, just go and see, you know, what he'll do. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, I think that's what the Lord, we we're never told, like, we can't tell God what to do. I mean, I guess you can decree and declare, but we're not like, we're not told to tell him. We're just told to believe that belief, right? Go and see and that really was what this was all about. Like, I don't, we don't know how revival is going to come, but we're going to go and see um, what the Lord wants to do.
0: Yep. And yep. I think if you
1: keep that, that open minded perspective, because we can bulb, I mean, we can fall in and, and, and like have expectations and then get disappointed and, and, and it happens to us. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, like even this week we had some spiritual warfare and it was just, we had a kind of a rough 24 hours and you can get discouraged, but it's all about coming back to the Lord and, and living that second Chronicles seven fourteen daily. Like, oh, if I repent, I just need to repent right now um, and come back to my Lord.
0: We can get discouraged. And I have been discouraged numerous times and you're like, oh, I, I wish I would, would see more, or we can allow that discouragement to propel us um, to, to greater faith and prayer to say no, because I, I, I believe there's more. I believe that that you know we're we're seeing you know a little bit, but but there's a lot more that the Lord wants to show, and um, I think that creates hunger in us and hunger and desperation to cry out to the Lord to say, "I know you can do it," and I want to see not for my sake, but for your glory, and so that people experience the life that you long for them to have and and the blessing that you want them to live under.
1: And you know, He doesn't let us down, no. you know. What I mean. And you think about this past year, like you know, the trip to Zambia was a a big deal. And if we hadn't said yes to Zambia, we wouldn't have said yes to Mozambique. If we hadn't said yes to Mozambique, we wouldn't have said yes to Breakthrough Twenty Four. And you just think of like, I would just encourage people, like I really believe that um, the the imagination is the playground of prayer, and. And we need to engage our imagination in prayer. We need to engage, like, we need to say, God, you open our minds up like, and, and just allow like dreaming is possible. I Dutch sheets was talking about last week or so. Um, the most needy is not always the most motivated. In fact, very rarely is the most needy person, the most motivated, the most motivated person is the person with the greatest dream or vision. And so if you want to help someone live a greater life, get them to dream again, get them to create, you know, vision for their life. And, and if we're living, you know, I remember asking somebody um, when we lived in South in Arteaga, Mexico, Like, okay, if you could do anything, like if you could do anything, what would you do? And they're like, I would go to Saltillo, which is the city 15 minutes away. I'm like, what? Like, no, like, and, and, and the problem with that is they just haven't, they haven't exercised their ability to dream. And God has given us the imagination not to be a frustration to us, but to be, to harness his capability because He's the one that has the ability and the goodness. So, you know, I, I, like start dreaming yeah. and you're start saying yes.
0: And just like you guys created space uh, corporately for people to come together uh, to encounter God, the space for God to move. I think individually we have to create that space in our own lives so that we can pray, but so that we can engage our imagination and say, all right, Lord, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do in me and
2: through me? Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes discipline. and That takes time. And you use the word exercise. I mean, it is, it's, it's like a muscle you have to exercise and get good at, Yeah. but you don't.
0: So Rebecca, why don't you um, just close us out in prayer? Okay. Uh, I'd love for you just uh, to pray uh, over those who are, who are listening over wherever this, wherever this goes, and just um, pray over this area and uh, however the Lord leads you.
1: Okay. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to just come before you. And Lord, we do, we, we love you and we decree and, and declare your praise is, um is we, you are exalted. You are, you are worthy. You are, you are lifted up. You are high and exalted and God. We just, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness. We thank you and praise you that your ability is beyond measure. Lord, we worship you because you, um, you are the one that created us, redeemed us, restored us, uh, and you're coming back for us. Lord, you are, you're not upset. You're not anxious. You're not worried. Um, you're not taken aback by anything that's happened in life. Um, and you are fully trustworthy and so we praise you and we love you and god we want you to be our one and only desires it says in psalm 27 for one thing i ask of the lord this only do i seek that i may dwell in the house of the lord all the days of my life gazing upon the beauty of the lord and inquiring of his holy temple and father we like i know uh th- the enemy knows that um purity of heart is to will one thing the enemy knows that and so um I think the biggest temptation is just to have multiple desires. The biggest temptation is to, to not really be clear on where God is in our lives. Um, and, and so God, we repent of that. And we repent of, um, having divided hearts and, um, and we just ask in Jesus name that you would, um, purify our hearts, um, that we would, we would desire just to dwell with you, to live with you, to gaze upon your glory, to ask you inquire of you and as we do that lord that you father would um it says in in matthew seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you and um so god as we just set you um first in our hearts and our lives i pray in jesus name that um that that we would find great delight in you um it says in first Corinthians that the kingdom of God or no Romans 14, six, that the kingdom of God is not a matter of food and drink, but of righteousness, peace, and joy. And so Lord, I pray God that everyone that is, um, that is praying with me and, and is seeking you, um, God, that you would fill them with righteousness, peace, and joy. And, um, God, that and I, I know, Lord, that we chase after joy, we chase after delight, we chase after pleasure, thinking that it's gonna satisfy us, but we can't have joy without um without peace. And we can't have peace without righteousness. So we God, we just come before you and ask that you would um restore us again, um, give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. God, may we know you, may we know the name of Jesus, may we be conformed to your image. Um we mm-hmm. do love you we do love you. And I just pray for an outpouring of your spirit on every listening ear I pray for an outpouring of your spirit on West Michigan, um, on Michigan, on the United States of America. I decree and declare that America shall be saved. I decree and declare father God, that we are, we are smack dab in the middle of the greatest move of God in history. I decree and declare God that, that, that your spirit is born being poured out to draw us back to you. And I just thank you Lord for what you're doing for the, the laborers that you are raising up, God, you, you said to pray for the laborers we raised up for the harvest. And I just pray for that. We love you, God. We praise you and we trust you in Jesus name. Amen.
2: Amen.